Shut up and sit down. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Duel of the Fates Nerdcast. I am Evan Kruger. And I'm Eric Emmons. And we have so much to talk about today. There's so much happening in the Star Wars universe that we are busting at the seams. <laughs> Perhaps the biggest news of late is that on Monday, the full Solo, a Star Wars trailer. I, I say that every time. Every single time. Solo, a Star Wars story trailer. <laughs> Solo, a Star Wars trailer. It is a Star Wars it trailer. It is. It's very true. It finally dropped. And we are more excited now about the upcoming movie than, than we were before. Yeah, yeah. There's this is a crazy week in Star Wars. Anybody who's a big Star Wars nerd is probably freaking out. I know I am. We got a lot to talk about, even with new trilogies and all sorts of stuff. But the trailer, man, that hit like a freight train. It I, looked good. So let's start off with first impressions, Evan. What was your first impression? What was the first thing you thought? Perhaps the most striking thing about it is that the mood of it was mm-hmm. somber. Yeah. As opposed to the slapstick ace ventura sort Mm -hmm. of um profile we were getting from the miller and lord edition of this young han solo movie yeah yeah so basically i came with the same thing the first thing i thought was man this this almost looks like rogue one like this feels dark and real and gritty and um I, i loved it um and i was afraid not even afraid, but I was kind of expecting almost a Guardians of the Galaxy feel. Mm-hmm. You know, a heist crew of people that were supposed to laugh, making jokes. And, and then the trailer came out, and I am not expecting anything like that anymore. Um, it it definitely got me going. So I think the big thing, though, is old Nerenreich as Han Solo. We got our first look. I mean, what was your thought? Um, I thought he looked like Han Solo. Yeah. Maybe a lot more than a lot more than other people did. He doesn't sound like Han Solo. No, he does that, not. And I know a lot of fans are upset about that. They're not happy about that. There's other guys that sound just like Harrison Ford that people mm-hmm. thought should have gotten the part. Yeah. But honestly, I'm not bothered by it. And yeah. I know that other people aren't going to be as we get as the movie progresses. You're going to forget that you're not watching Harrison Ford. Yeah. I think um, there's a lot. We talked about this before, but kind of the... <laughs> Different types of Star Wars fans. I think me and you are both pretty optimistic fans. More or less. Um, we, we, At least about the new content. Yeah, exactly. And um, I definitely can say that, yeah, he doesn't sound like Harrison Ford to me at all. And that will probably distract me for the first 20 seconds of the movie. Yeah. And then I'll be engulfed in the movie and hoping that it's a good story. The biggest thing this movie needs to do is not remind me of Harrison Ford, though that would be cool. It needs to have a good story. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what makes a good movie. Yeah. A good movie is not made by even impressive visuals, though it helps. It's all about storytelling. And right. if this movie is as powerful as the trailer made it look, which we know trailers are deceiving. I mean, Phantom Menace had good trailers, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I think the mood was the big thing. Man, that really captured me, and it got me excited. Um, there were some visuals I wasn't expecting. Um, I mean... We got to see some sweet things. What was probably your favorite visual? Just shot that looked nice or got you excited about a certain area of Star Wars within the trailer? Honestly, probably my favorite visual is when Han Solo standing, I guess, at the counter or wherever he is, and he's signing up to work for the Empire. And he says, what's your name? And he's kind of standing there. And he looks just like Han Solo. And you get the feeling like, 
wait a minute, this is, this is Han Solo. Like, he's a big deal. And he's not my favorite character, but that shot just got to me for some reason. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and of course, we're assuming you've seen this trailer. If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but <laughs> um, especially if you're listening to this. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, I think for me, it had to be the scene. I don't know why, but the scene where uh, they're on the beach with the the pikes. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this before. Yeah. Looks like they're going to be using some cool stuff from the Clone Wars and stuff. Um, but basically, the scene where uh, you see Han Solo, I believe it's Han Solo, actually, it could be, uh, it could be, um, Her- uh, Woody Harrelson's character, but, uh, like, unclip his, his pistol holster, mm-hmm. you know, and there's all those guys out in the distance, like, looking at him with, like, some crazy costumes on. I thought they looked awesome. They, they looked menacing, and, uh, I don't know, I just thought they looked cool. It looked like they were about to throw down and just have a, like, it looked western. Yeah. That western feel yeah. for that man, like, he was gonna start, you know, just... Mm-hmm. Shooting him with a revolver. So it looks like probably Han Solo is going to get into some trouble with the Pikes. For those of you that don't know, in the Clone Wars, and I don't know about other material, um, comic books or anything, but in the Clone Wars, the Pikes were a crime family, and they were involved with um, Darth Maul's Shadow Collective, with the whole um, the uh, the Mandalore, mm-hmm. uh, the final Mandalore arc. And so I think it's really neat that they're incorporating that into this movie. Yeah. Just, um, it, it, it makes yeah. sense too. It's not pointless. Yeah. They're, and I believe, you know, they're going to be running kind of like a, a spice ring basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're going to probably run into him somehow if he's smuggling and his trading, whether he's got, you know, <laughs> they didn't give him the money he, they owed him <laughs> or who knows what the, you know, what, what the motive will be behind it. But I find it cool that they're using, something like that that has such deep connections to really trade mm-hmm. and, and piracy really yeah. you know in a Han Solo movie because I think it needs to feel like a heist slash uh pirate movie to mm-hmm. within the yeah. Star Wars universe of course but um I, I did think the movie you know that whole what we're getting a team together you know that's that's typical of a good heist movie you know you have yeah. a group of guys and girls that you really just get behind and uh I think I'd be very happy if this had that somber darker tone but yet i mean it has to have jokes and it will yeah i'm sure we'll laugh um but that whole feel um behind up with the star wars heist spin on it yeah um i'm excited to see what kind of twist they put in it because at some point han solo is gonna screw over lando or yeah. maybe they'll they'll get angry with each other or something they'll get separated um we were just talking earlier about something has to happen where lando doesn't see the Falcon for a while, and Han Solo has to make the modifications because he didn't catch it. The uh, the uh, Millennium Falcon has its original shape back, kind of pointed instead of the, the two pieces that stick out in the front. So yeah. maybe we'll see see how that happened. Exactly what sort of some modifications that um, Lando is angry about in uh, Empire Strikes Back when they yeah. first meet again. Yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of people um, and some from good friends of mine we've had some discussion about this are not that excited for this movie coming into this movie. Like I wanted any other movie than this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess, um, I've come to the conclusion that I just want to be whatever I get. I want to love and I want to enjoy yeah. it. And whatever they give us. Would I rather be like talking about an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer right now? Of course. Of course. Of course. Old Republic, of course. But, um, I think that we as Star Wars fans need to be able to just appreciate what we get. Not to say we can't complain about stuff. Oh, right. we're, we can, we're, we'll complain on here plenty of times. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, but God help us if any of us have fun for an, two hours. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, I get, I get being worried about, say, yeah. the new trilogy films that, you know, are adding a lot to the Star Wars universe that are literally building the Star Wars universe. But for an anthology film, 
that's about a guy that's you know yeah. he's there he's important but he doesn't shape the galaxy like how how angry can you really be just well, exactly have, have fun with it like yeah. if it's a bad movie of course i'll complain about it because i want a good movie but i yeah. just want to have fun yeah you know? I, I agree and I, I think that's a as a mindset we have to have coming into these movies and really um i think maybe we can oftentimes get overly critical because we're such especially in the star wars community we, we love star wars we you know, we love the theories and the lore and all right. that. And it's easy for us to have these expectations. And, and I know um, that was the problem for some people for The Last Jedi. I know for you it wasn't as much that, you know. Um, but I think with Han Solo, we were reading an article about the, or it was in a video, um, about the things. Oh, yeah. It was five things I don't want to see yeah. in and Solo. And basically the video, was it a video? Mm-hmm. It was basically a video. the video, and we're not calling this YouTuber out or anything, like, you know, to each his own. But basically, it just he just laid out everything that will probably happen in the movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you just can't be overly critical going with, going into it. You know, you have to leave room for yourself to be surprised. One of them is that he doesn't want any meta Star Wars, meaning that he doesn't want you know Woody Harrelson's character to turn to Han Solo and say, "You always got to shoot first or something like that. That would be stupid. Like yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would, um, I would. But I'm not going to hate the movie. No, that's not going to ruin the movie yeah. just because something stupid like that's in it. Yeah. But another interesting <laughs> thing that he said was that he doesn't want the Force mentioned. Yeah. And it would, I guess it makes sense. We're, one theory that I kind of got excited about is that maybe Han Solo was tasked with smuggling like Sith artifacts or something like that, which would be cool. But you, I guess you yeah. have to remember it in A New Hope. Han Solo didn't believe in the Force. He'd yeah. never really heard of it. He thought the Jedi was a bunch of hokey nonsense. Yeah. I agree. Which still could, you know, you could actually build that off of this movie and make it look like maybe he is smuggling into the artifacts and he thinks it's the stupidest thing ever. He never oh, sees the, yeah, the depth maybe, of what that is. Maybe. maybe he doesn't even know what he's smuggling, you yeah, know. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily, it's one of those things where we hope it happens and it probably won't. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we're being real. There's a lot of things we hope happen but don't. But. Perhaps the dumbest speculation, and it's not going to happen, it's coming out about the movie, is that mm-hmm. Darth Maul is going to appear in it. Can just you, just yeah. a little quick glimpse because they are on um, Ord Mantell which is somewhere where Darth Maul went. But, yeah, and uh, he's alive during <laughs> this portion of, I believe. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could happen. I mean, it, it won't. Again, it's something that won't, but I don't know. I love speculating about yeah. how it could happen. Yeah. Because it would just be a twist that you would never see coming, and you would love every minute of it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it would be, hey, it's Darth Maul. But, you know, most <laughs> uh, most fans still think that he's dead. Yeah, so that, that'd be that kind of interesting. But then I kind of be happy about that because that would compel a lot of people to get online. Oh, Darth Maul! I thought he was supposed to be dead, and then they see no, he comes back in the Clone Wars, and then people would watch the Clone Wars, and then yeah, I'd but... have more people to talk about the Clone Wars with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people would people would find problems with him coming back. Though I mean, I know for at first I wasn't a big fan of him coming back myself, you yeah. know. But now I'm really I'm really glad because that really fixed something that George Lucas did entirely wrong but we digress from the solo trailer one thing that captured my about it is it was rogue one ish in its cinematography because a lot of the shots in rogue one were were gray were drab were dreary and a lot of the solo trailer seemed to have the same sort of look the same sort of uh the same sort of vibe uh, so yeah, I think I think that's a really big hint about how the movie's gonna go. I don't I don't see how it could be a slapstick 
you know, funny no, humor, not... jaunty little fun. And like uh, I said, I, I need humor. Like, yeah. I, I think often one of my biggest complaints with some Star Wars fans is any humor that's thrown in, if it's not their kind of humor, they label it Disney humor that's yeah. just in there to appease the audience. Well, of course, that's the point of the movie is to appease the audience, you know? Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, there'll be dumb humor. Um, there'll be, I mean, I... hopefully another your mom joke. Yeah. <laughs> I want. So there's a lot of speculation that Darth Vader will be in this movie, how much we don't know, but I really hope that when he comes in, it's only to make another dad joke and then leave. <laughs> well, if that's his, like, the, the rest of the time we ever see Darth Vader, he just pops into every movie, like Stan Lee, but with a mom joke, or dad joke, <laughs> the mom joke. A your mom joke? With a pure mom joke. That'd be awkward. Oh, man. But um, really quick on the notion of Han Solo before we move on, um, Two people that we could end up seeing, and I think there's a good probability we might. Well, maybe not, but uh, would be Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of speculation we'll see them in the movie, um, and it would make sense, I yeah, think. Yeah, um, that was That's one of those things that wouldn't just be putting it in there to put it in there. It would make sense. It would, yeah. Uh, which one would you rather see, uh, and how would you want to see him? I want to see some cool stuff with Boba Fett, because Boba Fett is lame in every Star Wars thing ever. <laughs> Honestly, in the original trilogy, he doesn't do all that much. He stands menacingly, okay? And we start to think, maybe this guy could be cool. <laughs> He's cool I mean, for he like should... 10 seconds. We got our first glimpse of him in the holiday special. <laughs> and he dies like a punk. I know in one of the EU comic books he lives, which is also well, stupid. Isn't that canon though? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't I hope not. Like and then is. in the Clone Wars he uh, he's a whiny kid. Yeah, they didn't need to put him in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I, that was I'm really ham-fisted. That's not a not one of my favorite arcs. Yeah. Is the Bubble Fett arc. And so I want like something like I mean, Darth Vader was already cool, but when they did the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One, he became even cooler. And yeah. I want to see something just really yeah. ba with. That, that's Boba where Fett. I'm at. That's where I'm at. I want I so I'm on the side of I love Bubble Fett purely for the reason that his armor and his mass look sick. And as a young kid, that's all I needed. Like that's let's, let's not lie. Like that's part of what makes Revan one of our favorite characters. That cool mask is oh. the coolest mask well, of any. It's a character. Mandalorian mask. Yeah, I mean, yeah. masks are cool. Clones are cool because they have Mandalorian. Yeah, there's just so many of them, and they don't know what they're doing. But <laughs> more than the Imperials. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I want to see him do something awesome. Yeah. I want. I would love to see him be kind of the guy tasked with catching Han for a little bit. Or something. I don't know. I'd have to think through that more. Um, but, I mean, obviously Han Solo's met him before. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe and- Han Solo works with Boba Fett. Because, at least for part of it, Han Solo's going to be working for the Empire, right? Yeah. And so, maybe he works alongside Boba Fett. Maybe he screws him over, too. Boba Fett and Lando. I don't know. Yeah. But That's why I, Boba he, Fett wants to... You start to appreciate where Boba Fett's coming from for the first yeah, time. You never yeah. really get it. But, but then again, I mean... It, that, that'd be hard to pull off. Like, you don't want to see too much Boba yeah, Fett. Have you ever played the... Oh, I don't remember the name of the game. The Boba Fett video game they had out there. It was Bounty Hunter or something. No. I don't know. Uh, it was a PS2 game I played back in the get day. But it was absolutely the best game ever. And you, you basically roamed around these streets in this area. And you could, like, look at people through your, you know, like, a, I don't know, through your mask. Yeah. And they would, like, tell you what their reward is. And you could try to catch them. You could, like, shoot your flamethrowers at them or wrap them up and kill them. You could do dead or alive. So you had the option of killing oh. your, your target. And I always so killed funny. my target. I never brought one back alive. But it was, a, it was such a great game. 
And in that whole game, I never even beat it. It was like really? unbeatable for me. Really? But it probably shows more my lack of video game finesse. But I had um, um when I was a kid, I had Lego Star Wars Two, the original trilogy, for my Game Boy. And I remember wanting Boba Fett so bad because you could you could fly with him. If you tapped the A button twice, Boba Fett could fly. And I thought, man, that's so cool. So I saved up all my studs. I think it was, he was like 175,000 Lego studs. And one day I got Boba Fett, and it was one of the best days of my childhood. <laughs> that's um, that's basically how. And then it probably got depressing when you realized he couldn't do that much. Uh-huh, just like in real, just like in real Star Wars, like yeah. he looks so cool and just doesn't deliver. But that's where I'm at. I he love this. He flies into the Sarlacc. <laughs> I know, but and then about Boba uh, Jabba the Hutt, um, I would be definitely down for um i just i don't know as much what you do with them you just have them give them a mission or something i mean it makes sense i feel like the one thing is every i'm a little afraid they're gonna do and it won't make me mad but they don't need to do it they're gonna try to give every reference to han solo's past everything you've ever heard about him in any line ever Mm -hmm. all have an answer to it and like his life did not i don't know how long this movie will take but it's probably not gonna cover 20 years no, you know no. so i would like to think that all these adventures happened over a span of time you know but yeah yeah that's you know i don't think fans want that either because we don't want to know every bit of every character's backstory yeah so i think that i'm a lot more optimistic now than i was before mm-hmm. you've heard on this podcast originally we weren't very excited but i feel like this trailer kind of converted me yeah definitely it it bolstered my confidence and i think i could get a good movie out of this i, I like the tone a lot that's probably the main thing that stuck out of me in the trailer was it just didn't feel like what i thought it was going to feel like mm-hmm. and that's a good thing yeah so there's our breakdown of the solo trailer we're gonna transition into our our weekly segment the character spotlight and this week we're doing a character who was kind of a little bit lame in the movies but was done complete justice by the Clone Wars, but not Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> this week we're talking about Count Dooku. Count. The, the Count old, himself. old Darth Tyrannus. <laughs> so Count Dooku was a member of the Jedi Council, and a very esteemed member of the Jedi Council. Um, when he left, the Council was kind of distressed because he was considered by many to be the best lightsaber duelist in the Jedi Order. He trained Qui-Gon Jinn, um, his master was Yoda. He was he was powerful. He was so talented with a lightsaber, and then he just kind of left because he didn't like how political the Jedi Order had gotten him. And I can sympathize mm-hmm. with that. I, I think that's one of the things that I appreciate about him the most is his motivation makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big deal, I think, for your turn to the dark side. Like Anakin's never really like parts of it did, parts of it didn't. You know. Um, oh, I cut off Mace Windu's hand. I guess I'm evil now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but like with, with Dooku, you get it. It, it almost you know even Episode Eight, you know the hubris of the Jedi, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can totally see where he's coming from. Right. And and yeah. here he is. He's wise, obviously. He's trained by Yoda. I mean, Yoda trained you. I mean, like you know some stuff, you know. Um, he he was an incredible. Uh, well, he was incredible in a lot of ways. We'll get into some of those ways, but I guess. That's what I appreciate about him the most, probably, is the fact that when I when I when I look at Count Dooku in the even in the Clone Wars movies when he's talking, mm-hmm. you, you kind of get where he's coming from. He's 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 got a different philosophy of how things should look than what the Jedi have, and uh, to be honest, the Jedi probably could have learned a little bit from him. Yeah, 
um, his motivations are very clear. Another another distinctive of uh, Count Dooku is that he totally got played by Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. I think at, at, at least at one point, um, Darth Sidious um, found Count Dooku, convinced him to be his apprentice, and I think at one point Sidious did fully intend to destroy the Jedi with Count Dooku, but once he found out about yeah. Anakin and all his midi-chlorians... Uh, <laughs> don't! 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 <laughs> he, he had something else in mind, and one of my favorite moments in Revenge of the Sith is when um, Anakin's standing there with the two lightsabers, and then Count yeah. Dooku, it finally yeah. clicks with them that, crap, Sidious is really gonna let me die. Yeah. I got played. You, you, you <laughs> think about that scene differently, too. When you think that that whole fight he's having, he's got so much confidence. Mm. Why? Because his master and trainer, and, and if it goes south for him for some crazy reason, which he had no reason to believe it would, what's gonna happen? His master's gonna, you know, break free and save him. He's not gonna yeah. die, you well, know? A lot of people think that um, Sidious heavily influenced that fight, at least. Uh, where Obi-Wan is concerned, because there's a part where um, Dooku kind of pushes um, uh, Anakin, and then he starts force-choking Obi-Wan and then throws him against the wall. A lot of people think that's because um, Sidious actually kind of lowered Obi-Wan's kind of force barrier of sorts and allowed um, Dooku to kind of eliminate Obi-Wan so that he could just focus on Anakin, because yeah. the whole point was to manipulate Anakin. Doesn't make me feel better about my Obi-Wan, too? <laughs> I yeah. love Obi-Wan. A little, ca- little Obi-Wan <laughs> catharsis. He's not He's not that bad at fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not that bad. He's not that bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you look at Count Dooku, and he's somebody that, I mean, you can sympathize with in all ways. And like you said, when he sees he's getting played, there is, as, he he's acts that role so well. Yeah. When he just looks at him, and he just his eyes just go from really courage in the face of death to, oh, my goodness, yeah, I've been could be headed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that's that's one of the better moments of that movie, and I actually enjoy that movie quite a bit. For I mean, it's not a great movie, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I think that's the best Count Dooku of the movies. Mm-hmm. Don't think Clone Wars Count Dooku is that convincing. The movie really? Attack of the Clones. Oh, Attack okay. of the Clones. Sorry, Attack of the Clones. Attack. Okay. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Clone Wars, the show. You know, they did him justice. He is like he's a great. He is evil. In the Clone Wars show, he's ruthless. Yeah, he's he's way more evil in the show. One of my favorite fights is the Night Sisters and Ventress against um, Dooku when they, um, of course, Sidious tells Dooku that he's got he has to get rid of Asajj Ventress, so he eventually abandons her to die, and then so Asajj goes back to the Night Sisters, and so Mother Talzin sends. Um, Asajj and two Night Sisters to go fight um, Dooku, and they shoot like a dart at him that like blurs his vision. And the three of them use lightsabers, so Dooku thinks that it's the Jedi that are about to kill him. And it's just a really cool fight. And he ends it by uh, using Force Lightning against all three of them at once and throwing him, throwing all three of them out the window. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So we were talking about this earlier. One kind of cool thing about him is how many people he trained. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot. He trained like five different people. If you count uh, Grievous, which mm-hmm. I think you should. Um, I think the Clone Wars, um, we were actually watching the Clone Wars animated movies. Yeah. Um, you've seen that, and they're not because of canon anymore. But there's some really cool scenes of him training uh, Grievous, and it, yeah. it just looks awesome. He's, mm-hmm. he's showing them how to how to fight with a blade, and that's... I think you can attribute a lot of Grievous's finesse in, in strate- strategic um, 
strategery right and his yeah. fighting style to he, Dooku. Yeah, he tells um he tells Obi Wan at one point, "You fool, Dooku, train me in your Jedi arts." And yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah, it um, was an art form. Yeah, so and Dooku he had it mastered. Dooku trained Qui Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. which arguably one of the better uh, products of the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he trained Qui Gon Jinn. He trained Asajj Ventress. He trained General Grievous. He trained Savage Press. And at one point, um, Quinlan Voss was his apprentice. He was sent undercover by the Jedi Council to find stuff out from Dooku. So five people. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 He obviously knew his stuff. <laughs> and I think I think his end was fitting. I think it was a good end to a good character. And I think I, I he wasn't my favorite villain, just per se, in the yeah. Star Wars universe. Star Wars universe has good villains, though. It's not a it's not a slight on his his part at all. Um, and I think he was an amazing character in the Clone Wars um, show. Uh, movies, not so much. Um, but I, th- I think I think Revenge of the Sith, I mean, he's not in that long, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that fight, and just his lines, and his dialogue, and his yeah. British delivery, man. He, he Chris, delivers those lines. Christopher so Lee good. is an incredible actor. He really is. And he, I think he was the perfect one for that part. Mm-hmm. He's so elegant, and that shows in his... Um, he uses Form 2 when he fights called Makashi. And it's basically fencing. And it's really hard to one-on-one just with a lightsaber to to beat somebody that's really skilled at form two because yeah. it's all it's all about blade on blade you know being the best and also um dooku whenever he fights he he relies on psychological intimidation so there's a lot of that in the um the fight at the end of the attack of the clones which i nobably likes that fight but he said that's he, probably my least favorite fight yeah, he talks a lot of crap to obi-wan and to anakin um, it's really cool in Revenge of the Sith when he's man- kind of just manipulating Anakin. You have anger. You need to use them. You know, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, he, he reminds you, like, really, he almost feels like he's trying to teach you Anakin in that moment, you know, yeah. uh, and from a very, you know, satirical way. But, um, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, he he made it, he was a good master. He was good at teaching people things. You know? Yeah. And I think that's because he had two of the most powerful masters in all of canon, mm-hmm. Yoda and Sidious. I mean... Yeah. You don't get a broader perspective of how to use your abilities than those two masters. Um, so he had a lot of wisdom to bring to the table, and yeah, his the way he delivers his lines, you can tell he knows what he's talking about. He's not, you know, he's you know the Sith are you know you have to use your hate, but mm-hmm. he is very controlled in that all. You know, he he's not less so in the Clone Wars, maybe. Well, he he's very. I think it's interesting. He's very on board with the whole manipulating Anakin yeah. scheme because there's one episode of the Clone Wars it's a really cool arc, Obi-Wan basically goes undercover, I think this is, yeah, this is the same arc, he goes undercover just to try to foil a plot against the Chancellor's life, and at the end um, Anakin stays behind as Chancellor Palpatine's um, like personal bodyguard for some festival at Naboo, but then Count Dooku comes in and starts fighting Anakin, and so they're fighting, Anakin is doing okay, but then Obi-Wan comes in, and together they kind of fend off Dooku and get the Chancellor back, and as Dooku's, like, flying away, he, um, on the ship, he's, like, at the back of the ship, and he says, um, Obi-Wan, you're a, you're a worthy apprentice. I don't know, of your apprentice, I cannot say the same. <laughs> he flies away, <laughs> just to make Anakin mad. Uh, so that's a fun little detail. Oh, man, Dooku's savage. He's savage. <laughs> so there's our, uh, our spotlight on Dooku. Uh, a good character, kind of not one that people think of in the, the hall of great villains, but nonetheless a powerful Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. And one that had a lot of impact on the Clone Wars, especially, 
and even on Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. and the rest of the galaxy. Yeah, who knows where the Clone Wars would have been without him? Yeah, training Grievous, who was you know a tactical genius. Yeah, um, you know they won a lot of fights and battles because of Dooku. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do we got next? So now, oh man, the this big is news. this is this is exciting news. We've been waiting for it. If you've listened to other episodes of this podcast, we talk about the old Republic all the time, and now we're pre- we're pretty who sure knows? who knows it's happening. Just well, to, let's just, just today. get into the news. Let's yep. just say what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you haven't been paying attention, um, and again, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have, but if you haven't, we understand, and we're here for you. We've got you. So basically today, um, <laughs> it's, it was announced that um, there will be, what are the names of the two guys? <laughs> <laughs> David Vinoff and D.B. Weiss. <laughs> See, I should have introduced this. <laughs> I know, but I'm so pumped. Right we know now. our stuff. They are the co-creators of Game of Thrones, a show that neither of us watch. You don't, you don't watch it, do you? No, I didn't. No, not. I don't watch it either. But it's Emmy-winning, critically acclaimed. Uh, I guess it's a great show. I, I, I've, I understand that it has. I would probably not ever watch it. Yeah. But um, I think that it has a very from what I've seen, I've seen pieces of it. Mm-hmm. It's done an incredible job with uh, world building, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important. They're getting their own trilogy because they were interested in a particular point in yeah. Star Wars history. And, and it specifically says series of films. Mm-hmm. So it might not even be a tr- What if we got seven movies? <laughs> seven. So, I would so be okay with So that. yeah, they, basically, I'll read a... I got a couple quotes here. Uh, let's see if I can find them here. The Kathleen Kennedy quote is... Very, very illuminating. That's probably my favorite quote. Yeah. So basically, these two, um, they came to, uh, they came to Disney with an idea, basically, mm-hmm. it sounds like. And they had this idea of a particular spot in Star Wars history that they wanted to focus on. And, uh, then they, then, you know, Disney's given it to them. But I guess what surprises me is that it was not Disney that went to them. Yeah. Um, that, that's interesting. And so obviously me and Evan are going to try to, try to convince ourselves and you guys that it might be an old Republic something or other, um, old Republic movie, um, or series of movies. Uh, it could be something else, but what other particular spot in Star Wars history would somebody have their eye on that they want to make a movie I, about? And presumably, I think it's kind of certain that Ryan Johnson's trilogy is going to be set at some point in the future. I think that's that's probably a fair assumption. I think so too. I think that his Broom Boy, um, Broom my Boy. favorite character of Elijah Jedi, Broom Boy. Um, I think that uh, Broom Boy was though. I don't think we may see Broom Boy again. Which makes me sad. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was the point of that. No. I think the point is we got to look to the future. There's a future to the Force, right? Yeah. To the Jedi, I should say specifically. And um, I think that's where Ryan Johnson has his interests and. I, I'm excited. I think it almost makes me have more freedom to like relax in Ryan Johnson's plan because yeah. we know there's something else coming too. And this is kind of odd to me to have. I th- I think, and I'm curious what you think of it. I think it's possible we're gonna stop seeing these anthology standalone movies. Yeah. I think they may be looking at ending that, which I don't. You know, maybe with Han Solo, and I mean, as long as we get our Obi Wan Kenobi yes. one before they're done yes. with this. Right. Um. I I think they may be looking at doing uh, every other with. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson's trilogy yeah. and um, the Game of Thrones guys. 
trilogy. What's give me one of their names so I can refer to him. Oh my gosh, David I, I, Benioff and D.B. Weiss. I, I keep seeing. I I've seen their name like a thousand times from all the articles <laughs> I've read, but I still just I'm, I'm oh, missing every we time. We care. We don't Benioff? care about the guys. We just Benioff. We just care. Benioff, Benioff, Benioff and, Weiss. and Weiss. We just right. care more about the older public yeah. than the dudes so, making the movies. So Benioff and Weiss. Uh, the um the last uh, season of Game of Thrones will air in 2019, and then they will presumably start making their movies. And yeah, it does make sense. Like I love, I would love the contrast between this, these future movies with Ryan Johnson and his wacky crap that he's going to make. That's going to be it. good. I love it. It's going to be good. I love it. That's going to be wacky future stuff. And then, um, these two guys come in and they make their older public trilogy. That's gritty. That's game yeah. of Thronesy. That's dark. Yeah. And the contrast is going to work perfectly. Now, Kathleen Kennedy said specifically that she liked their, uh, their ability to work with mythology. Mm. And I thought that was, I mean, of course, we can say a hint. I would say, I would say, it definitely shows that she's been thinking about. Um, I mean, you don't talk about mythology to somebody you're going to cast, somebody you're going to get to direct movies about the future. Like that's yeah. got to be looking back at the mythology of right. Star Wars. Right. I, I agree. It sounds like a nice old public movie, or at least something set in that vein. But my question is maybe how detailed do they have to be to to make you happy with it being nice or public? Let me put it this way: if you don't hear the name Revan. Would you see a character who looks a lot like Revan in some relations? Are you going to be just peeped? Yes. Um, so that, that's one thing I've been wondering about. Like, how are they going to do it? Obviously, they're not going to take and make frame for frame Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords. I mean, they're not, they can't do that because they, they, they want to tell their own stories and they shouldn't. But at the same time, I don't want them to replace... A lot of the Republic. I, I think you should you should crush your fingers, but I do think they're going to replace. They're going to make Knights of the Republic people a little mad. I do think with certain yeah. things, they're going to make decisions that you wish they didn't make. But here's the thing: you got to look at it this way. When the Knights of the Republic stuff came out, it was new. It was fresh, right? Yeah. You have to look at this new stuff the same way. Um, you got to be able to see um, the new the new stuff as fresh. Whether yeah. I mean, uh, but the thing is, when Knights of the Republic came out, they weren't replacing anything and something that's yeah. so dearly held by so many I people. I understand. And I know that it doesn't make sense, but <laughs> I just want Revan. Because, ah, oh, man, the stories that have already been constructed are so good. But at the same time, I want to see it on the big screen. Yeah. And I know that whatever story that they do I construct is going to be great. And I think that after a while, after I get used to the fact that, okay, maybe Revan isn't a thing anymore, but. I can just grab on to their trilogy yeah. for what it's worth because it's. Hopefully I want to stay good. optimistic. Yeah. Um. One thing I think about too is the tone of these movies. I wonder if these movies, these this trilogy particularly, will be darker than anything we've seen. Perhaps Star Wars. rated R Star Wars. I doubt it. I, no, I, I, I don't think not. so. No. Disney wouldn't do that, and, and they shouldn't. I mean, no. there's a lot of kids who would feel. A yeah, little jipped about it. And I, I would have been one of those kids mm -hmm. at a time in my life, too. Um, and, and it shouldn't be rated R. I think they could have, in some world, done a anthology, a spinoff movie that was rated R. Like a Darth Vader horror fest where yeah. he just cuts down Jedi <laughs> left and right. <laughs> Which is what I've always wanted. I am saying. But it won't happen. But, like, just a darker PG-13. Um, you look at uh, Game of Thrones, which, like I said, I have not watched anything any of the episodes but i've seen i've seen content from the game of thrones i've seen some fights from the game of thrones and uh and um i think ultimately uh they could make it much darker mm -hmm. 
I do wonder exactly at what point they're going to set it because there are there are a few key markers that are in fact canon that they can't change, like Darth Bane mm-hmm. setting the rule of two. They're not they're probably not going to do anything like that because if Darth Bane's canon, then they're probably not going to mess with anything that happens in the uh, Darth Bane trilogy of books either. Which Darth Bane is canon now. Yeah. Which which is actually kind of a big deal because yeah. if he's been canon they can't just throw everything out no it can't just be some new story told from the time frame of the knights of the republic they yeah. have to keep Bane at yeah. the very least and he's in tr- he's so important to that and i don't think that they're going to take say the concepts from the old republic games like just the new sith wars and set it in there because i feel like that's too recent you know, yeah, even though those are like 3,000 years ago, that feels too recent. <laughs> Maybe they'll go even more ancient. Maybe thousands and thousands of years ago. Like yeah, some like, like Great Schism type stuff between like when the Jedi Order first they, broke apart. Maybe they weren't even called the Jedi at the time. Yeah. You know? that, that, I think that's definitely a possibility. And even Jedi. though that, I mean, Revan's not going to be in it, like I'd totally be okay with yeah. that. Because first, there'd be some like great battle scenes. Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would um, love to see some great battle scenes. Uh, here's a question for you. So, on a scale of one to a hundred, a hundred one. That's how excited I am. No, that's not the question. Oh. <laughs> how 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 much odds of it being Knights of the Republic, and in in a vein that is it feels distinctly Knights of the Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Um, that. What do you, what do you mean in the vein? Because I guess like, in like, the vein of Knights of the Republic, you have this. Let me put one this Jedi slash Sith hero. Yeah. I guess um, the same storyline told maybe it could be told through different lenses, but you're gonna get the same characters. You're gonna get Revan. You're gonna get you're gonna get Malgus. You're gonna get those guys. Um, twenty percent. I think that the odds are pretty low. I just get the feeling like we're not we're not gonna see Revan, and I feel like these guys would have enough respect to not tamper with Revan either. If they're not gonna put him in oh, the movie, man. then don't oh, oh, mess with his but, story. But I'm saying it, like of him being in the movie and stuff. Oh, him being in the movie. Uh, I think it's pretty low, honestly. Yeah. I do too. I, I wish it wasn't. I'll go a little higher though. A little higher. I'll go. I'll go thirty-five percent. Even if it's just a mention of Revan, even if he's in it just for a little bit, like a Darth Vader Rogue One sort of deal. <laughs> um, well, I don't. I don't cool. even know what they could do because, yeah. like, for the time period that he was he was in, Revan was the most important person in the galaxy. And it, everybody knew who Revan was because he saved the galaxy twice, <laughs> basically from the Mandalorians and then from Darth Malak. So I, I don't know. How nerdy are they going to go? Yeah. If, it's, if they're That's getting the into mythology. We know they're big Star Wars fans, but I mean, you can be a fan and not know the yeah. details of the Knights of the Republic storyline and and Revan's not as sacred to everybody as he is to us. <laughs> yeah, and, and I feel like, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But I, I'm so excited. It's going to be cool no matter what, because we're going to get a ton of Sith, ton of Jedi, war, death. Yes, the death, specifically. Uh, power struggles. Yes. Evil. Oh, you good. Know, oh. Um, moral dilemmas. <laughs> um, we'll probably get some, um, I've got a feeling, I've got a bad feeling about this. Well, we didn't during the last Jedi, but we got to bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Somebody shoots first. Yeah. Oh, there'll be somebody shooting first. <laughs> the, uh, what? Yeah, you the, know, you know. Sorry. What if we, they, 
that's where the Chosen One prophecy comes from. Like, the very end of the movie is, There'd like, the some... good guys lose, and they say, you know what? Oh, that'd be cool. And they have a Force vision right before, like, the main character dies. That'd like, be the cool. The Chosen One's gonna come one day. I'm down for that. That would, like, yeah. it'd be, a, I think it'd kind of be cheeky, but at the same time, ah, have you always be... wondered about well, like, where it happened. came from? You know what happened, mm-hmm. so, like, why Definitely. don't we, why don't we, can, can we see it on the big screen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd be so down for that. Oh, man, that... It's just I'm just so pumped. I'm so optimistic. Um, I think the future of Star Wars is bright. It is bright. And, you, oh gosh, I'm so excited. If you're not excited, something's. You're either not a Star Wars fan. Yeah, some people or are. You need to consult a medical professional. There's some people probably who I, I think maybe think they're Star Wars fans, but they like three movies. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, to each his own. To each his own. You you are a Star Wars fan of that particular genre. But, and we love you. Yeah, we love that you. you. Like those movies. Yes, so and we you are. Should, you should watch the Clone Wars. You should enjoy more of what the Good Lord has given us in <laughs> Star Wars. There's so much more. <laughs> I'm just excited. There's so much that these two guys could do. There's so much room because you know, there's 36,000 years of Republic history that yeah. they could draw from. Yeah, and and you know what's really interesting too is the. Really, these two people, these two guys on it, that, that's so interesting to me. And I really couldn't have thought of anybody better. I think it was a few weeks ago. I don't remember. I think I was talking to, to you. But I really said, I think I even said basically, like, I want a nicer oil public that feels Game of Thrones just, mm-hmm. just from what I've seen. Like, yeah. the only reason I don't watch Game of Thrones is just for some of the content that's in there. But I think really the um, the world building and the battles, I've seen the fight scenes, man. They're, they are. They're, mm-hmm. they're exhilarating. They're I, well done. Part of me doesn't want it to be character driven. I want it to be, I guess, not, not necessarily plot driven. I don't. I don't even know what I'm trying to get I at mean, here. Like, I don't want the main focus. Like, like the new, um, the new trilogy of Star Wars is entirely character driven. It's think. about, it's about Luke. It's about Ben and Rey. Yeah. I don't necessarily want the focus <laughs> to be on the main Almost. characters. I want it to be on. The Sith and the Republic, just as yeah. a whole. I think ultimately, what you, you mean, you have to have a main character. You of course, just do. but of I, I think you almost Lord of the Rings esque, right? There's some main characters in that, but I don't think I, I think but there's it's a not story all about Frodo. It's about the story. Yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, and I think that's what I'd like to see. You you want to be able to see all these characters shine in their own moments mm-hmm. equally, you know. Unless Revan's in it, then it needs to be character driven. All about him. <laughs> every, <laughs> every single moment. <laughs> what if? Oh man, I mean, yeah. There's, I think, good possibility. This is in the past, and I think good possibility. Ryan Johnson's is in the future, mm-hmm. and I think that's really interesting. And I, I like that they're finally getting away. This has been our biggest complaint. If you, we probably mentioned it on this podcast, but like they've spent so much time in this trail, in this like in the Skywalker era, the Skywalker era, and and it's good. We love it. That's that's what hooked us on Star Wars to start with yeah. was the Skywalkers. Yeah. But you know. um we do we have to start more. to, and, and yeah. there are some people that that's gonna just make mad. Yeah. And I think we've got to start. If that's if that feels like you, you know, you gotta learn to start You're decompressing. Still <laughs> Let go. <laughs> Let the past die. Kill it. Can't even do that line yeah. right. Oh uh, gosh, Adam Driver's so good. He's so good. Oh, uh, what one question I have is that where does um where does this lead the upcoming TV show? TV shows are planning more than one. There'll be there'll be an there'll animated be a show. There'll be a live action show, maybe more than one. Hopefully. Where does this because we always thought? Oh man, there's gonna said, be so much Star Wars content, uh, which I'm so good for, and I'm I'm, I'm wondering. Okay with that. I I wonder. Some people are gonna say that we're having oversaturation of Star Wars material, but here's the thing: as a consumer, I could care less. 
as somebody who wants the Star Wars franchise though to and, and well, Star Wars itself to just thrive, I can be I could be I can see where you could be worried about that. But you look at Marvel. I mean, look at how much they've produced. And you yeah. could say that they're going to get old. And what's Black Panther about to do? It's about to do crazy good numbers. Mm, yeah. You know? So, you got to be careful with that. Um, but ultimately, um, <laughs> ultimately, it's a very good question that I don't have an answer to. Um, I guess it opens up a lot of... Because we kind of said that we were kind of under the paradigm that the new content was going to be Johnson Trilogy and TV show. Now that we have a new trilogy, which none of us foresaw... It kind of makes me okay. Yeah, it kind of makes me okay that the TV show yeah. isn't going to be Old Republic, which now is probably not going to it's be. It's interesting. I kind of thought we were going to get a show, and whether it was animated or live action, I kind of thought, I kind of thought animated, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that focused on what happened at the Jedi Temple with Luke and Kylo. Yeah. And now though, they've announced that they really, um, they've announced that uh, there's a comic series coming that covers it, right? Yeah, and that's interesting to me because you can't put a comic series right there and then throw a TV show on. I yeah. don't imagine. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you would. And I think that's a lot. There's a lot of stuff you could di- dissect there. There's a lot of unanswered questions about all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's more planned for episode nine. That I was going to go back on that. But the big point I have is I don't know where all this stuff fits now. There's too much future material that I don't have a place to put it. And I think it's because we don't have a place for it in our universe of Star Wars right now. Our Star our Star Wars canon in our heads is too small. Yeah. And, I, and but the thing is, so far, the TV shows that have been made didn't make Star Wars branches of their own. Because the Clone Wars was obviously inextricably tied to Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And obviously Rebels is inextricably tied with Revenge of the Sith and The New Hope. Mm-hmm. And they didn't... I mean, they are, in both in their own ways, incredible additions to the Star Wars canon. But they didn't make their own worlds, and I don't, especially for an animated world, I don't know if I want a whole yeah. branch of Star Wars to be from an animated yeah. world. I'd kind of be okay with that with a live-action show, but with the animation, it needs to be something at least kind yeah. of familiar, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I would be okay with, I don't know, there, there's a lot you can do. What if they did something like pre-prequels? But like not old republic, right? Like you know, that's some that's a time for Qui Gon Jinn as an apprentice, something like that. I don't think it'll yeah. happen. This is just this isn't this isn't even speculation. It's more just theory crafting, just to prove a point. Like yeah. there's a lot to do before the prequels that could be there good, is. and we don't talk about that time frame. We don't. There's good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the future of Star Wars is bright. I feel like we end every podcast by saying I that. I know. Because we're, it's always true. The future of Star Wars is always, we know, we know always there are, bright. There are people out there who have problems with all the stuff coming out. And I understand that. I have lots of good friends who do. I try to be optimistic about it. And I think it's looking good. <laughs> and I know that not all of the Star Wars content that's going to come out is going to be great. They can't yeah. all be winners. Yeah. Yeah. Just like there were there were bad episodes of the Clone Wars. There were some really bad ones. People hated the first season <laughs> there, of Rebels. There was a bad season of Rebels. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, so I, it can't all be winners. Yeah. But most of it will be. Yeah, and you got to be able to approach with an open mind. Yeah. And I think that's something all of us Star Wars mm-hmm. fans need to learn and uh, practice a little bit better. Because I think there's some a little bit of closed mindedness within the Star yeah. Wars community sometimes. I'm sure you guys have seen it. You know, you got to loosen up. Have fun. Read the tales of the Jedi comics. Watch the Clone Wars. The sacred text. And go see Solo: A Star Wars Story on May twenty. And do, and don't hate it. Like don't go in there with a thousand things that you want to prove that it sucks. Because here's why. Like, and, if, and if people like the movie, 
don't make them feel bad about it. Right, That's one right. problem. Like you, ever you know right. that I'm not a huge fan of the Last Jedi, yeah, but yeah. I'm I not agree. gonna say you're you're stupid. You don't really know Star Wars if yeah. you like the Last don't, Jedi. Don't hold, I don't think that you don't have to. Yeah, this is the biggest thing is don't hold a Star Wars card above everybody else and yeah. say, well, you don't have, you don't reach the <laughs> level of Star Wars nerd. I mean, that happens so much. Yeah. It's, it's really sad. And so. One of the hallmarks of the Star Wars um, fan base that I'm not necessarily proud of, especially the petition to strike Episode Eight from canon. Get, <laughs> get over it. As much as I'd like to. No, it was a fine movie. But I think that this particular episode of the Duel of Fates Nerdcast has run its course. Do you have any uh, closing remarks about anything we've talked about? There's just so much that happened this week. I mean, that's why we had so much to talk about today. And, and we could speculate and all that. But I, I think overall, the main thing I come away with is just, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I, I called, I called Evan. I was, <laughs> I, I was literally walking to a, to get some food and I looked, I just got out of the class and I opened up my, uh, my phone and I have all these notifications from all these different Star Wars outlets. And I just called Evan. I'm like, have you seen what's <laughs> happening right now? The world is going to flames. Star Wars, yeah, I like the, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars, social media was fine, it was quiet, and then, you know, the Star Wars fan base is freaking out. Exploded. Oh, so great, so great. A lot of content coming up, I'm excited to see it. Um, I guess all the Star Wars stuff is gonna stretch into the time when I'll actually have to become an adult. Yeah. And I'm gonna love it just as much Mm -hmm. then. Yeah. One day I'll take my kids to Star Wars, one day I will watch Star Wars with my grandkids, and... One day, we'll be able to look at Hayden Christensen, and we'll be able to say to our kids, that's what we had. That's what we had as our main... Before <laughs> 2015, he was Star Wars for me. <laughs> and they're going to look at us, they're going to pat us on the back, and they're going to say, I'm praying for you. And then we're going to go see episode 15. 15. <laughs> so the return of Revan. Oh, Revan Jr., yeah. Jr., Jr. Uh, one last thing, everybody, check out our Facebook page. Um, we just got that going. Uh, definitely, we, we want to be able to, uh, specifically for character spotlights and stuff, really just hear what you guys are thinking. So, um, definitely go and like that. It's Duel of the Face Nerdcast. Remember, it's D-U-A-L. D-U-A-L. And also, um, I have a new Twitter account, the Duel of the Face Nerdcast Twitter account. Not exactly sure what all I'm going to do it. I'm pretty clever. <laughs> You definitely gotta follow the Twitter account. There's gonna be some uh, stupid, funny stuff. If I find any memes, I will let you know. I'm not gonna tweet about politics. You don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Just Star Wars politics. Just start. Yeah. Any if there's any trade disputes with, say, the Trade Federation (laughs) or the banking clan, I will let you know. I'll be the first one. If the Star Wars stock market crashes, (laughs) if Star Wars Bitcoin starts exploding, (laughs) Star Wars cryptocurrency, you can get up to the minute updates about that. So. There's um just like the future of Star Wars is bright, the future of the Duel with Fates Nerdcast is very bright very as bright. well. Um, so thanks guys for listening and check us out next week. We're glad to have you and we will see you later.